Brought to you by the Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection through rugby. Find out more at RugbyOutletMall.com. So welcome everybody to another great episode of Grow Rugby. My name is Gift Gift Tommy Bailu and welcome to the Grow Rugby Podcast where we talk with people about the things they found, created, um, gone through and have used to be able to develop the experience and opportunities that they've gotten via rugby. I want to thank you guys for taking another time to be with us this week. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to have a chance to talk with you and uh, and to be able to bring these great guests and these amazing stories that absolutely need to be told over and over again. We This week, we have another great story for you. Uh, our guest is going to be James Brunson. If you don't know that name, James Brunson is the head coach of the North Philly Nomads. Why that's important, they made a great movie uh, last year by the name of The Nomads featuring Tika Sumter about this Philly team and their development into uh, what they are today. It's it's a really interesting movie, very entertaining. It's a bit formulaic, but it is still really good to watch and it's great to have another American rugby story told. I think the last one that we might have had was Forever Strong dealing with the Highlanders of Utah. So uh, this is another great uh, depiction of rugby, another sustainable one. And this was a great interview with a guy who is Another amazing rugby evangelist, as we like to say, uh, as, as my friend Grant Cole uh, used to say, called the rugby evangelism. Uh, and you guys are going to really enjoy this. Um, also, I wanted to talk about a little bit before we got into it about last week. If you guys had a chance to watch it, uh, I had a great panel for Juneteenth, a great discussion panel for Juneteenth on uh, a new program called The Barbecue. Uh, we did it off of the HBCU Rugby Classic page. Uh, we had invited guests, Phaedra Knight, uh, World Rugby Hall of Famer, USA Rugby former uh, win player, multiple-time Rugby World Cup uh, attendee, and uh, founder of uh, PHK Collections. Uh, we had Tozan Tutitanwe, who is the founder of Viral, Viral Rugby and a head coach uh, in Maryland. We had Koma Gandhi Fishbin, a Navy officer, uh, the first woman and first black woman head coach for the All-Navy Rugby Sevens team and All-Navy Rugby team in general. Uh, we had Akinola Raymond, who was a, who is currently a TikTok phenomenon. If you check his stuff out on Instagram or TikTok, hilarious in, uh, ref, uh, influencer in that but even more importantly he's a rugby sevens journeyman been playing with multiple teams from Potomac uh, to the Mystic River uh, and now currently is playing with Old Blue up in New York and last but not least we had Kyle and Tiana Granby founders of uh, Roots Rugby we had them first episode podcast uh, great couple I like to call them the Black Royal family of Black Rugby and um, you guys, it was a great panel, really well discussed, a solid hour of just deep discussion and deep dive into the African-American experience and perspective of rugby and culture here in the U.S. So I would recommend that you guys absolutely go take a look at that. You guys can either find it on our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash Rugby Network. 
and you guys can find it there or you can look on the HBCU Rugby Classic Facebook page and the video will be available there. Um, but it is definitely worth to listen to. It was so fun to be able to moderate. I thank these guys so much for being a part of this whole situation. And I uh, can't wait to do it again. We bring in a new guest and uh, get new perspectives next time around. We probably won't do it again until maybe August or September. But I think it's going to be a uniquely uh, beneficial experience for everybody who gets to attend and listen. And of course... Thank you to everybody who watched it originally and then will subsequently go check it out and learn from it uh, after it's all said and done because it's so important to be able to get these perspectives. And of course, I got to go. We got sponsors as per usual. First sponsor, Rugby Outlet Mall. The Rugby Outlet Mall. <laughs> Your place to equip you for freedom and connection via rugby giving you access to understand rugby culture through movies and books and to help provide you with daily reminders of what rugby means with great merch and supplies geared to support rugby creatives and uh, rugby initiatives uh, along the way. You guys, please use coupon code GROWRUGBY, G-R-E-A-U-X, RUGBY, all one word, for 20% off all gift time rugby and HBCU Rugby Classic merch. You guys, that is, this is a great website. I'm telling you, you guys want to check it out more. We're going to be putting more stuff for other creatives in rugby because we want to supply, support, and be able to create a singular community area where rugby people can be able to help support other rugby people and not just do it altruistically but but to do it because there is a need and a desire and there's somebody there to be able to supply it so check it out rugbyoutletmall.com r-u-g-b-y-o-u-t-l-e-t-m-a-l-l.com and of course we also have uh the documentary singapore to tokyo any way we can the documentary series seven part episodes 20 minute per episode it's about two men who had a goal of bike riding to the 2019 rugby world cup in tokyo and instead end up finding out and finding themselves on an adventure of a lifetime that shows them the spirit of community and culture that happens through rugby in Southeast Asia. Guys, I, I'm telling you, this is a documentary you have to check out. You can find it on rugbyoutletmall.com slash product, P-R-O-D-U-C-T, slash Singapore to Tokyo. That's Singapore, the spelled out Singapore, S-I-N-G-A-P-O-R-E, T-O-T-O-K-Y-O. Singapore to Tokyo. Rugbyoutletmall.com slash product slash Singapore to Tokyo. And you guys absolutely go check out this documentary. I'm telling you, it is worth the purchase. It is going to be enjoyed. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to learn something new. And I'm not going to lie. I definitely was, I was part of it. So I have... There might be a consideration that there is a bias, but it there's not. It is genuinely a great documentary. I watch it like I wasn't a part of it, and I even teared up at it, being like, yo, I can't believe this actually happened. So definitely go check it out. Definitely make your way and, and, and recommend it to friends and family if you have a chance. So with that being said, hey, I don't want to hold you guys back any longer. I hope you guys have been having a great week. 
and we'll have a great we had a great weekend but here is our illustrious guest james brunson of the north philly nomads enjoy Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of Grow Rugby. I got another amazing, truly VIP guest coming out of Philadelphia. I'm going to start calling him movie star because, yo, this man's been amalgamated into something great that will last lifetimes. James Brunson of Philadelphia Nomads. James, man, thanks for coming through. Thank you. Appreciate you for having me. Thank you for the very... um eloquent introduction i guess is the word i will use a lot of hyperbole but we'll go with it <laughs> you know let it wash over just let it wash over that's what they had to learn right sometimes you gotta <laughs> learn to accept the um accept the accolades you know? amen to that you know speaking of which it, it was funny um i have to honestly say it was from the, the announcement that that movie was being made the nomads whenever you guys came into to my mind because uh, came into my line of sight because I knew about Simon Gratz, right? But, right. like, somehow whenever I looked up Philly rugby, I hadn't seen the Nomads. So then when it came, they're like, oh, they're making a movie. Oh, they got Tika something on it? And I was like, yo, let me look these guys up. And I was like, yo, wait. I didn't even just, like, it It, it was, it kind of blew my mind, to say the least, because. Yeah, we've been around for a minute. We've been around for a minute, a couple, I guess, two variations. Um, The one thing they do hit on with the movies that the district closed about. 40 some odd schools um here but we were we were in one school box running sevens when the district closed we scrambled to figure out what our next move was we ended up linking up in the school ben franklin where the um one of the co-founders this guy larry conlin he ended up going to teach and from there we we hooked in with another teacher um lauren murphy sands and they really did a lot of recruiting based out of ben franklin we were able to have 15 seasons from there just when we started out, we were having like 10 kids, nine kids. So sevens was the way to go. And then from there, so about 2014, we grew into the 15s program and been running since. So everything with us started around 2011 with the sevens. And then 15 started 2014, changed our name to the North Philly Nomads and went from there. Dude, that's beautiful. And that's, that's, that's the thing. I love, I, I love the fact that it, it, you can see the not just the grassroots, but you're literally seeing the tangible growth that goes because a lot of people lose patience. And whenever you're starting small and you're just trying to be able to make a name and develop out through there, uh, it is those tan it's the small things that make the difference and being able to see the incremental changes. And then now to get to this point, and regardless of whatever happens, the fact that this story, in, in whatever the fashion it was, but the fact that this story was able to get told in a mechanism that is both digestible and entertaining, uh, I, I think makes so much of a, a, a massive stand, makes so much of a standard within the, especially within the U.S. scope, let alone within the rugby community. But before we go into that one, I want to start from the beginning with you. So... You know, for you, like, how did you get started in rugby? Uh, sophomore year of college at University of Hartford, uh, I moved into a suite with a couple guys, and they were in a fraternity. And the fraternity was basically like half of the rugby team at the school. 
And so it was like a Saturday afternoon, and I'm like, what you guys up to? You know, I'm ready to order some pizza, watch some college football, you know, do that thing. And they said, we're going to rugby practice. I said, I don't, I don't know what it is. I said, it's a sport. Let's get it, right? So I show up to rugby practice. I got ball sneaks on. I got, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking like I'm about to go, you know, get a run in. And, you know, they gave me the ball. They told me what to do. They said, you score, you touch it down to the ground. And, you know, first time I ran the ball, scored a try. And those type of things, it came kind of natural. I mean, it's a physical thing. It came natural. Right. Um, they were like, everybody bring $10 to the rugby house. We're going to have a little barbecue. You know, welcome back to the season type thing. I go get my money. I come back over to like, uh, James, you're a rookie. You got to work the grill. I'm like, so little do you know, that's where I want to be at anyway is on the grill. <laughs> so, you know. Recognize my area. This is, this is my connection right there. <laughs> anyone that knows me, they know that's where I'm at anyway, you know. So, you know, did that. Had a couple of beers. Already knew a couple of guys on the team anyway, being as I wasn't a freshman. Um, did that. Had a good time. Busted up. And they were like, we'll get $20. We're having a party tonight. We ain't got twenty dollars. It was like, all right, you're a rookie. You got poor beers. I'm like, all right, well, you know me. I'm gonna be with the beers that too. So you know, I'm pouring beers, and I was like, so this is what y'all do every weekend. Y'all play a game. Y'all bust it up and you have a party. They said, pretty much. I said, I could do this. Right. That was that was '98, and it's been history since then. Dude, man, that's the to me, and <laughs> I love it because of the fact that it is coming from. I want to call it the, the best sneak variation of getting into a, a sport or into any organization. It you give them you give them the sample, and then you give the leisure. Like it gives you the culture and the field play, and it makes it very simple, and it just connects with the soul. Like I had that same feeling uh, whenever I started playing. It was, hey, you know, I love what's happening here on the field because I recognize that from football and everything like that. But then I had the opportunity to go to this tournament that opened up the culture and the culture is what like hooked me all the way through because field play is day in and day out. But culture is whatever is like, okay, I can establish and this like this, this feels like home to me. Right. So for you, whenever you, you were starting in that time. So obviously, uh, you know, we're talking 98. So rugby in the U S is still obviously as fledgling as it could be. But the mere fact that you had, like, these guys, like, had they not uh, talked to you? Because you talked your sophomore year. Did you guys not, like? I, um, I'll be honest with you. I never knew about the club. I never saw posters or anything like that until I started playing. Then I noticed all the stuff, right? I mean, you know, freshman year, the school was, uh, it, it, was it was a PWI. So, you know, right. I'm, I'm in there, and you, you link up to who looks like you. Right, so of course. So those big I was hanging out with, you know, I joined student government organizations, uh, the BSU, things like that. So that was pretty much my focus. And it just so happened, if I wouldn't have moved into that suite with those guys, I probably still wouldn't have never saw the game or been exposed or anything. Dude, you know, it, it is one of those things of, where... The luck of rooming. Say that so again? It was, the luck, it was the luck of the rooming assignment that got me, you know... Dude. So it sounds like this was all meant to be. Oh, a divine yeah. intervention right there. No, <laughs> Indeed. You know. Um, I was a basketball dude growing up, so I just. I was about to say, like, what, what was it that you, you're from? Are you from Philly initially, originally? I, um, my father and his family's from Philadelphia. I was born in Panama. My mom's Panamanian. Uh, we, my father's military, so we traveled around a lot. Well, my folks actually um, 
separated. Uh, we moved to D.C. So I lived in D.C. from like uh, junior high, high school years. Dude, okay. So that, that aspect's really interesting because I've always found whenever it is people who have more mobile lives, you have to have a natural inclination to be able to adjust to an environment regardless of whether it's friends or school or anything to that effect. And you're talking about how long were you in Panama before you, you moved? Uh, I was probably like two, maybe okay. about two before we moved. Okay. So most of the time had been either like a DC or then uh, Germany, Colorado, Virginia, DC, Philadelphia. So it, it has always been ingrained to be able to be flexible to what is, is around, like, look to see what you can make of the environment, not make the environment. Uh, it was big, yeah, it was like whenever we moved somewhere, my mom would be like, you know, go outside and make friends. Dude. So athletic, always, you know. Uh, that's, an easy, that's an easy end. By far. Dude, I, I love that. So was it just, you said you were just mainly a basketball guy? Did you do football as well or I did soccer? football. But, you know, I was going to be the first 6'2 power forward in the NBA, basically, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had the heart and the mentality, just never had the, 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 the physical attributes to be successful in that sport. But I had all the other tools. Look, 6'8 mentality, brother. 6'8 yeah. mentality. So I went back to my high school in school and I told the, um, the AD, Coach saw him like Coach saw him playing rugby. He started laughing. He said, "You played basketball like a rugby player." <laughs> so that's <laughs> that was me. I was the guy giving the hard fouls. I was taking charges. I was diving on the ground for loose balls. That was that was me. I had a Dennis Rodman mentality playing basketball. See, look again. I, I will say it again. Clearly, this was meant to be. You, one way or another, you, you were supposed to lead into this point in some way, shape, or form. That's <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. It all worked out for a reason. So let me, so, you know, whenever, after your sophomore year, um, you know, you played at Hartford. And do, by the way, do you know Ryan Ginty? Because I think he, he went to University of Hartford too, out of, uh, well, Hartford, Connecticut. What's the name? Ginty. Ryan Ginty. He runs uh, Next Level Rugby. I got, if I see his face or something, you know. It's just it's it's wild. I, I, it's just interesting because I know he went to University of Hartford up in Connecticut, and that was the same one. So uh, maybe there's something about this this little area that seems to to create a very interesting rugby <laughs> dynamic out of it. Um, but what I was going to ask, you know, after your sophomore year, you know, you 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 had this connection in there with them. Um, was it just you kept playing? Was there any stoppages, or did you just keep playing with these guys through? Once I started playing, I haven't stopped till. This year. <laughs> and only nature anybody, stopped it. <laughs> anybody, listen, if anybody that knows me, they'll tell you. If there's something going on, rugby-wise, we playing, you call JB. He'll, he'll suit him up. He'll, he's out there. You know, that's, that's always been my thing. That's, you know, until physical, physical limitations, you know, it's, it started getting harder every morning to yourself back up. And I figured, you know, 40 was a good time to stop playing. That was a nice round number. <laughs> yeah. it, it gives it, it, gives it a, a, a nice increment, good increment. You know, I can divide it by five. I can set it up. It just looks good overall. Right. No, right. I, I, I do find it interesting. I wonder. So based off of your past experiences moving around, coming from a military family, 
did you always have an inclination towards positions of leadership? Because to get to a point, and it'll get to where we do with Philly, but was there always this inclination towards leadership where you start things, you, you, you have, um, you know, this, this uh, you know, kind of leading the way kind of situation? Um, honestly, uh, no. I, and, and people don't believe this, even I'm always, I'm like a shy person, always been like a real shy kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like wanted to participate, always wanted to be involved, but I always just wanted to play my role, play my part. And I think I naturally grew into more self-confidence, more self-awareness that made me more vocal with my teammates and things like that, that made me be more so of a leadership, uh, type of person, extremely demanding, uh, my teammates type of guy, you know, but like I tell them, if I get in your face, it's cool. I, I'm not telling you anything because I want to lose the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want to lose the game. Anything we say is because we want to win the game, you know? Dude, and no, and, and that's, that's what it's like, the passion. Passion with constructive criticism always seems harsh until you actually th- realize what is being said because it's coming from the place. I would do the same thing. It's coming like, I'm doing this too. I just expect it to come from you as well, you know? Right, right. You know, just, I mean, if I feel like you're not doing what I know you could do, right. you're, not, you're not bettering anybody. Like, right. come on, come on, dog. I know you could do that. I know you could hit that hole. I know you can make that pass. I know you can make that tackle because when we are practice, you do it every time. Like, this is the time now. This is the time. Like, that guy across from you is not better than you. He's not stronger than you. He's not faster than you. He's just saying that he wants it more, and I know he doesn't want it more because I see you every day. Right. You know. So when was the point while you were when you started playing where you started feeling like this this sport makes sense because everybody has like their early stage where it's like yo I can run I can hit you know but when is but that that kind of connecting piece where it's like the past being able to see the field and understand it for you how long did it take for you to get to the point where you were like I'm I'm this is this is more than just an instinct I can intentionally kind of see what's happening now to truly like understand the game five years ago, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I was just out there. Like, I mean, you know, it was, it was first, it was just natural ability, athleticism. Those, I would ride those things and always grow, always had a willingness to grow. I'm, I'm always asking my coaches, but well, why would we do this? What's this? When I was a back, I always want to know what the forwards were supposed to be doing. I became a forward, I always want to know what the back plays were. Um, just having a because I wanted to be the best player I could. But in the beginning is what it is. All, you know, he's put him out on the wing, give him the ball, let him score. You know, that 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 pitch and hole. Um, but, yeah, five years ago, I really started really understanding the game. And I think it's because I had to put on my coach's lens and start really looking into, um, you know, different things, being able to, to be a better coach. Um, so I really started reading up more and studying more, and I think that really helped me get a better understanding of what, why does A lead to B lead to C, et cetera, in the rugby game? That, that's, I, that, I, I, that's so interesting to me, mainly because of the fact that as you go, like, you, you're at this point, you're starting to move and you're going to end up making this program, but you're just working off a of skill. You're just working off of pure talent. And obviously, there's a base understanding. Let's, let's not go crazy. We always at least have, like, okay, I know I need a pass. Oh, we get, you know, flow of, flow of movement. But just early on, like, 
to go from going to college to setting up in the club and then like, Hey, I want to make a difference in my community and doing that, that, and still trying to feel like you're still a student of the game. I think that that changes so much on how we go about the, the philosophy and the physicality of, of this, this game itself. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I think the more you open up your eyes to all the different aspects of anything you do, the better you become at it. You know, you got to just immerse yourself into it uh, wholeheartedly just to get the best out of yourself and the best out of everyone around you. Not word. So when did you start being able to, when did you start playing in Philly? So after Hartford, what, what happened next? Uh, I moved to Philadelphia. Uh, I was living by St. Joseph University, which is out like near the main line or whatever, if you're, if you're familiar with Philadelphia. Um, I went into a bar, grabbed a beer, and um, I saw a rugby ball up behind the bar. So I was like, is this, you know, St. Joe's rugby ball? Like, it's across the street from St. Joe's. The bar's right. not there anymore, um, but it was, it was there. And um, the guy was like, oh, no, nah, that's just, you know, uh, a ball from a, from a local men's club. He was like, I mean, so it's, what do you know about rugby, black man? <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's like, what do, you, what do you know? I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I just finished school. I'm, I played rugby, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you looking for a club? I'm like, absolutely. And um, he was like, well, if you, if you meet me back here, like it was like 6 o'clock or whatever, Tuesday night, I'll take you to training for my team. And that was um, media. That was media rugby, um, a local club here in the suburbs. And um, so I played for them for like two years um, just off of that, just off of that um, circumstance. And, and then a buddy of mine that I played with in school, that lives in Philadelphia was going to start playing again. And he was like, you know, I'm playing for this club that's in Philadelphia is in the city, things like that. I'm like, well, if you're going to play for them, I'll play for them. So media was taking a while to get to those practices. Anyway, it's probably like an hour commute for me. It was a real commitment to be able to get all the way out there. Yeah. So I didn't leave on bad terms. I still got a lot of, a lot of love for those guys. While seeing we chop it up, they understood why I left, you know, so that's when I joined Schuylkill in 2004, Schuylkill River um, Exiles. Mm-hmm. And I played from them from 2004 to 2019. Dude, wow. You said, you said the legacy over at Schuylkill River. <laughs> and um, some stops in between. With, um, the summertime, I played some league with Philadelphia Fight for a couple seasons. Yeah. And um, sevens with Schuylkill as well, the – the legendary seven Schuylkill program. I was about to say, that's a really great club rugby program. Yeah. Like I, I remember most, for the most part, one, I, for the longest time, I thought Schuylkill river was in uh, Maryland. Cause it felt like everybody between like mystic river, Rocky gorge, and then it'd be Schuylkill river in there. And I was like, just yeah, so when, to have it. When our sevens program first started, it was basically Schuylkill guys and like Baltimore guys and a couple like little teams ah. here and there. And um, we would like meet, go have like a practice in Baltimore, like on Tuesdays by themselves, or practice by ourselves here in Philadelphia on Tuesdays. We'll get together on Thursdays and and meet at the tournament. We did that for a couple seasons, and then um, those guys probably like washed out. Right, probably when I should have washed out as well. (laughs) (laughs) You hold um, strong, Jay. You hold strong. (laughs) You know what? It's, I got that bug, man, and it's hard. It's hard to, to crush that bug. Um, 
And so they started doing their thing down there. And we just started focusing more like on the Philadelphia area. They would develop like our under 23 programs, start getting a lot of college kids in and stuff like that. And grew the sevens program into what it is now. So if you're playing sevens in this area, it's the team you want to play for, you know? Right. So what was it like being able to find the town? Because I think it's all, it, it, it's, it's, we know New York, obviously there's a population in between Old Blue and, and uh, Nyack. There's, they're able to make a lot of uh, uh, leeway in terms of the city. Philly is a different kind of area. Like, it's, it's one of those places that is, feels both small town and big city simultaneously. So right. the connection that you have between people is, I feel maybe similar to how Baton Rouge is, is very one degree of separation, while at the same time, you, you know, it can still be very vast. So whenever you guys were looking for people, like, how did that end up working? One thing, the one thing I really started to notice when I started coaching high school was there's a lot of high school rugby in the Philadelphia area. Um, I think Pennsylvania itself, Rugby PA, is probably, like, one of the largest youth rugby organizations in the country. Right. I think only second to, like, where they have on in Cali or Utah or something like right. that. Um, and so, and it's just, I mean, it's real centered around this, the urban hub, which is Philadelphia. So a lot of the parochial schools and things like that have teams. And those kids, they, they get into the game early, um, play for local clubs. And and at first, you know, it, they were just still running like a sevens tournament here and there in the summer just with their boys. But I think as the game started to grow with the CRCs and, and things like that, rugby starting to be on TV, the more people was like, oh, this is something serious I could do to, um, you know, try to get some sort of, just future some sort out of it. And I think with that grew, I think that really grew the, um, the, the people wanting to play more and more in their off times and stuff like that. So it was just wanting something that you did with your college buddies and things like that. It was something that you did more so to try to pursue some sort of uh, growth out of it. It became more of a vehicle than it is just a, uh, uh, just a, what's the word I want to use more of a vehicle than just a pleasure. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do, f- I, I always ask this, and it, particularly when it comes with black rugby people, because I, I feel like there's maybe a very coinciding uh, reaction that we get. And I want to ask before I should have, but, you know, whenever it came with your family and you started playing rugby, like what was their reactions to it? Because for me, what I got was, what, what are you talking about? What is this for? Like, yo. <laughs> they, um... My mom, she really, she she just knew it was a sport. I'm always finding something to do. So you just, I'm just playing a sport. Uh, my friends and stuff, they, they're like, oh, that's the one with the stick. I'm like, no, nah, it's not the one with the stick. It's it's not the, it's not, it's not the one with the stick. I'm not riding a horse. Right. You know what I'm saying? So then, like, they were, I was like, look, I play, I play in the D.C. area, come to my game. Mm-hmm. And then once they come and watch the game, they're like, yo, you got that. Right. Your game. I want to go to another game. Like they, they, they love watching it, but it was like, that's you. That's all you. Right? <laughs> Constantly. I've always had that from the friends and especially whenever it'll be like friends who've played, who are like le- full athletes, big dudes. <laughs> and I'll go and I'll be like, Hey man, you guys should come play. Like you guys will be able to rock within this. Nah, man. Yo, you guys don't use pads or anything. I'm not worried about getting hurt. I'm like, Bro, I'm I'm five foot six. Like nothing. Like I'm right. not getting hurt right now. How are you? You six two. You six one. How are you right. worried about getting hurt? Yeah, they. It was like you know we used to play a game in DC called Throwback, which like mm-hmm. people call like 
uh, kill a man or whatever. When you just basically throw the ball over your head, you get it, you run, you try to score a touchdown. Yep. And, you know, I think throwback was a good breeding ground for uh, for rugby skills a little bit. But Look. it was like, no, nah, you out there. They said, no, nah, we too old for that. That's that's You too old to still be playing throwback. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like uh, I understand. Oh, they always, like your game though. They 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 they're 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 focused. They're cheering. They don't know what yeah. they're cheering for, but they know you know they know they're yelling. They're yelling and enjoying it. Dude, I've I very rarely found people who will who come to a game or even more so that will step onto the pitch itself and they come out of it being like, "Yo, I I did not like this experience at all. Like right. nothing that I took from. I've never never gotten that at all." Yeah, it's even like with the boys, we get new kids and practice and training. There's so much to do in a small window with them to like teach them skills and more so stuff with rugby. Rugby has a lot of crazy little rules that will only probably come up once in the game. But if it comes up, you need to know what to do. You need to know to react. And, and so like we're pressing these things, like tired of it. But as soon as they play against somebody else the first time, they're you can see in their eyes they they don't want to stop playing. They right. they like when's the next game? When's like you know what I mean? Like they it's 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 like you said it's that first time you, you throw yourself on the field against somebody else. That's when um that's when it really Locked clicks in, in for you. Right. Yeah, facts. That's when it all clicks in. Like you could you can see it in their eyes. You get that rugby look. You know, dude. You know you 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 had this fifteen year playing we'll call it playing career just playing passion just playing time period that you just recently ended but for you in that time period when was it that you were like you know i can i can bring this rugby stuff inside the community inside this this black community like what what was the what was the the revealer that that kicked in for you i um i wanted to coach I wanted to coach, and um, there was, like, a couple openings for, like, some colleges and a couple of high schools in the area, mm-hmm. and I was going to look into it. But then it was actually presented to me that there's a group of kids, this guy, like I said, the gentleman Larry was doing, like, basically, like, running around doing, like, rugby games with a group of kids. And it was like, they need a coach. They need a rugby guy to come in there and teach them how to play. I'm like, I bet. Where is it? And it just happened to be the school next to the school I worked at. Nice. And, the, and the practice field was the rec center next to my school. So it was like, <laughs> like you said, it's something that's been leading me yes! on my path this whole Bruh. time. It was like, we're going to find you a team, and the team's literally where I'm at all day. Yeah, facts. And so um, I went out there, and I seen them all, and I was like, no one else is going to coach these kids but me. Right. No one else is going to be able to, to – like I said, I'm in a school all day. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm in a school all day. Um, I speak their language. I know what they say. I know that I know what they're saying when they say something. Don't think I know what I'm saying. Like right. And I'm like, I, I know how to speak their language. I know their acts. I know where they're coming from. These kids are me. I am them. Let's go do this. Let's connect and this thing. So, and so, um, I did a little. I got a little coaching stuff under my foot, under my feet. Um. A friend of mine, former teammate, uh, Mike Birch, uh, he started coaching Drexel University that fall. And I would come out and help him with the new kids. You know how it is in college. You got the guys that's been playing. Yep. You got guys that show up that need to learn how to pass. That need to learn how to. <laughs> and if you put them in with your, they're just going to slow your practice down. Right. So he would give me all those guys, and I would do basic fundamentals with them. And that would basically give me my 
that really got my feet wet in regards to teaching rugby skills mm-hmm. by helping him with those guys. And then when the spring, when I started my thing with the boys, I had a little bit of um, skill teaching there was, under me. You, you were able to have already refined a little bit of smooth right. out the edges a little bit. Yeah, so exactly. just a solid transition between the two. I take from here, I pull to here. And obviously right. these kids are going to be not that, the college kids weren't receptive, but there's something about a younger mind that makes it a little bit easier to be receptive to, to some of the coaching, even within the rebellion, huh? Yeah, I think um, the thing, too, is like it's not like you, you grow up with a concept of how to, how to play basketball and how to play football. And how to, right. But this is like, all right, cool, that's great you did that, but you want to do it this way so you don't get hurt or, or things like that. And when it's something brand new, it's novel, and if you want to be successful, you got to humble yourself and listen. Right. You know, to an extent. Um, uh, some kids couldn't do that. They washed away. I mean, you know, it's part it's of the what process. It is. Um, so I had a, a nice little group of kids, and every Sunday we'll get in a van and we'll rent a van and go to Delaware um, and play. They had like a seven circuit for high school in Delaware. It's probably like eight, seven, eight teams that every Sunday they will play at a different school really? out of that, that group of schools. And the parents of each school will bring stuff, and we'll just play sevens tournaments against each other. Um, and it was like Archimere, Silesium, like a lot of like schools in Delaware, they didn't have 15s down there, they only had sevens. And we got linked up with them. So every Sunday we'll get in the van, we'll go down there, we'll play sevens tournaments, like round robins with them. Come back home, we played our first ever tournament, this thing, Subaru Sevens. Um, out here in Wilmington, uh, got got some hardware. One like the plate or something in the tournament, like our first ever run out. Got like mm-hmm. the plate, and the kids were all excited. They you know they just won a trophy doing something that you know. It's just it's, a show, it's, like a tangible yeah, viewing yeah, like, of your accomplishment. We were all excited. Uh, one it never happened to me before in my life, and never happened again. I got Gatorade bucket dumped on me. <laughs> and, and when that, that initial thing where you see the, the guys go, oh, it's real. That shocks your system. Like, <laughs> it's, it's real. But, I, I mean, that's a memory we'll always have, you know, and I always will have. And, and yeah, so, I mean, that's how we got into it. And then from there, more kids want to come out because they're talking about it in school. Right. I give them all a rugby ball. So they walk around in school with a rugby ball. They want to know what that is. And, and they got T-shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they want to – people want to be part of something new. And – and that's just how we've been growing. Everything's been growing on word of mouth for the boys. Um, you know, this, they recruit for, for us. They recruit for the program. They bring their friends out. They bring their teammates out, things like that. Dude, you know, it, I, it, it, is, it is a different feeling of being able to know that you can take something that is personal to you and being able to expand it into something that's bigger than yourself, right? Whenever you talk about like getting that hardware that that first time, you know, what what was that feeling like for you? Not maybe necessarily just the hardware, but seeing that your work, your efforts are having a tangible as well as an emotional um, impact on the the kids that you're dealing with. I'm I'm proud for them. You know what I mean? Um it's 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 something positive they're doing you know it's 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 stepping out of their box it's stepping out of their comfort zone and 
you as the kids trust you, you're gonna like it, trust me, trust me, especially when they're getting frustrated because they dropping passes or they're not they they're messing up a play or something like that. They get frustrated and these kids are so used to people letting them quit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's what it is. I mean, people let these kids quit a lot. Um, it's not worth the headache, it's not worth the trouble. You you wanna leave, leave. Um, but that's not how I get down, you know what I mean? So I get frustrated. They get frustrated. I tell them the only one person allowed to get angry and upset is me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm the one that gets angry. I'm the one that gets upset. Um, you guys, you guys sit together. You gotta have a bond. If your bond is gonna be like, man, JB's getting on my nerves, then great, that's your bond. You go for that. You know what I mean? Whatever's gonna link you guys to make you want to work harder, do it. Um, so it's always their success. Um, I haven't missed a graduation day since we started. No. Uh, um, you know, parents invite us over for stuff. I'm there because it's, it, it shows, you know, it goes beyond just out here running a ball. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a family thing. You know, we always trust family. We always trust when we're going to be there for you and you gotta, you gotta show what you say and, and any success they have, I feel like I'm successful at that point. And so it's, it's, it, it made me feel good. It made me feel proud, man. Um, People congratulating them and people coming up to them at the tournament. They were like, how do all these people know who you are? I'm like, because I talk about you guys. I talk about you guys. I'm like, which you see my boys. <laughs> and it was like, they felt like there were celebrities walking around because people knew where they were before they even knew who they were. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so it's, 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 it's pride. Anytime someone's successful, it's pride. And then a lot of kids go on to do a lot of things with rugby, with life itself. And it's, I'm proud of each one. If you make all conference in college or you got a promotion at work, it's the same level of pride. You know what right. I mean? It's the same level of pride. Dude, that, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, humility and uh, altruism that comes from that. Like, because it, the, the level of patience, it, like you said, you don't let these kids quit. Like, a lot of people let them quit because, like you said, not the headache or whatever. But to be able to recognize the value, and I've always found, and, uh, you know, what I used to do or I do on the side, I guess day job, whatever you want to call it, you know, has always been around properties. And one of the things that we've done uh, whenever we would rehab properties is uh, my family would always have a tendency to use people within the neighborhood. And one thing I'd always really recognized was how tremendously skilled and intellectual everybody was contrary to what people would try and say about like hood areas or anything like that. You go in, you talk to everybody, and you're like, yo, like, you are legitimately talented. Uh, you know, what, what, what happened? And obviously, you find it's environment. There's a series of reasons. It starts sometimes environmentally. It's not having people on your side. It's the, it's the negative backlash that innately hits you. And so it, it, it takes a moment for you to go, okay, I see. Let me recognize this value. How do I be able to bring this out? But to get to that point of recognizing it is an awareness uh, in and of yourself. So for you, was this was that something again, something that you always had, or something that you developed with with time? Um, I've I've always so I always look for something to do. I'm I'm an only child. Um, when you're an only child, you move to different neighborhoods, different cities, and stuff like that. Like I said, you got to go out and find friends. You got to go out and find stuff to do, and um. I've been signing my mom's names on permission slips and applications for the longest time. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm assigned myself up for sport league, got the school <laughs> programs, church school, like all this stuff, just forging my mom's name on it and just going. And she'd be like, where's you going? I say, I got a basketball game. She'd be like, you know, there's a week. How you get a basketball team already? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so I've always went out and looked for stuff to do. Um, but the one thing with these boys is, like you said, you, you only really see how far you can see down your street. Right. You know what I mean? And so for them, like, it's a lot of talent. These kids got a lot of talent. A lot of ta- I had a kid on my team that played for me, and I just knew he was just a dumbass, just a jokey, playful kid. Right. I go to his graduation. This boy was a salutatorian of his class. I'm like, dog, <laughs> how, how are you smart? Like, you know, like, you, you're a fool. And, like, but they got hidden talents that you don't know, you know what I mean? Right. And I'm like, man, you just kept the wool over all our eyes. It's all surprised when I see that boy go up there and start giving a speech. I'm like, what are you about to talk about? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's things like that. Like, you, they got so these hidden talent, all these things that's within them. But it's like you said, is there someone there nurturing them? Is there someone there pulling out of them? Um, always tell people, um, if you go to a restaurant, you're about to order, and all you see is what's up on the blackboard, or you see what's on the special sheet, that's all you could think you order from. Right. But when it comes to you and bring you a menu, they know there's so many other things I can order from. There's more, there's so many more options. Excuse me, I really think our kids only see the special sheet. Um, I got to. I gotta be. I got. I got. I got. I got hustle. Right. I gotta play ball. I gotta play football. I gotta become some sort of entertainer. Right. Or 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 these are the only options I gotta do. I gotta work at Wawa or whatever. I'm like, nah, dog. There's more to that. Turn the page. There's so many more opportunities. There's so many more options, and that's what we try to show our boys. Um, there's a lot more to that. If you're into this, man, let's go. This, this is the lane. This is the lane you want to do. This, you know what right. I'm saying? You are into this type of thing? Let's go. You know what I'm saying? You like computer engineering? You want to be a graphic designer? Bam! I got five teammates to do that. Let's go. They, I'm about to link you up with somebody. They're about to be your mentor. They're about to be this. They're about to be that. Um, because you need that. You need that. There's no, there's nobody's story has ever said I did it all by myself. Facts. If you could find me the person whose story was, I did it all by myself. Ain't nobody ever gave my a helping hand. Ain't nobody ever introduced them to somebody. Nobody ever put them the right way. Then, then you're, you're a hell of a man because, or, or woman, because that's, that doesn't happen. I that also think happen. they're probably lying and not telling you the yeah, full story. That, that doesn't happen anywhere. Everyone <laughs> has had somebody point them in the right direction or get them mentorship or gave them guidance or something like that. Um, everyone has a network. Everyone has a village. And we just got to put people in line with it. And they're not willing to put themselves out there. So we got to be the ones that link them up sometimes. We got to be the ones to show them, like, there's more you could be doing. There's more you should be doing. Let's get it done, you know? Right. You know, I, I think one of the things that I've, I've started recognizing as I got older is, you know, there was always a, the kind of a concept of, like, um, um, youth is waste. Youth is wasted on the young, and obviously the premise of that is that whenever you've gotten older, you got all these experience. Now you know you're not able to be able to give your body into the same way. But what I've learned a lot is there's a value now that comes from maybe not you actively doing it, but you utilizing your experiences and your connections and your knowledge of how to utilize these experiences and connections to help the young particularly 
because it also feels like so much of these characteristics tend to repeat. Like, have you ever watched, and this was something that I maybe experienced, you know, talking with a bunch of high schoolers and dealing with them, but have you ever experienced it where you're talking with one of the kids, you know, and you're like, yo, I remember that guy when I was a kid. Like, I know that guy almost to the point. (laughs) All my boys, they always remind me of somebody I grew up with, someone I know, and 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 that what like I'm like dog. I I seen this movie, man. Trust right? me, like I know I don't know which way this could go. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. the same mentality, the same thing, the same. Just it's you see it. You right. know, it, it, it things repeat themselves. You know, but it's like who's gonna put that that stop on it, dude? You know? And and that's that's where it ends up coming into. Like that's why I, I I'm a big advocate. When it comes to people like, yo, yo, you might not be an active, you know, player. You might not be using your body. But, yo, your experiences mean something. This stuff is crazy repetitive. Like, it's not just fashion that keeps bringing itself back every 20 years. Like, the personalities, the way that they react, the, the, maybe the, 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 the individual figures might be different. But the basic core is almost the same consistently. It, it- it is like if you listen to music itself, you listen to uh, a Marvin Gaye record, right? You can put it on now, and it's gonna be talking about what's going on in the world right now, right? Uh, Public Enemy, NWA, all those cats, Pac, anything you put on, it's it's still talking about what the world is going on right now. It's, things don't change, the people change, and if you've been through these things and you've seen these experiences, right? It's it's selfish and not being a good person to try to stop someone from making the same mistakes or stepping up in your experience and trying to correct what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that everything is, everything comes around and goes around. What's going to stop it from happening? Right. You know, be, be the change that you believe in. Facts. You know, so you, you start working with these kids more and more. Um, and, and you're starting to see this, this program grow as a result. Uh, for you, Actually, let's let's kind of get into how did the movie end up happening? Like, how did this even become an, into a thing? So, um, we uh, had a uh, this lady, Christine Graham, is like the education reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Okay, she wanted to do a piece on us Memorial Day weekend. You know, it's 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 slow news cycle. Let's get <laughs> this 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 story about kids in there. Um, so I'm like, all right, cool. We did the article. That Monday morning cover above the fold, Philadelphia Inquirer, our article is up there. So I'm like, bam, of course, nice. I go and buy like 10 copies. I'm like, <laughs> how many copies y'all got here? I still got them down in the crate downstairs. Uh, this is all these copies of newspapers of us, you know what I mean? Um, so the gentleman, Brandon, uh, came in who uh, did some writing and directed the movie, all that type of stuff. He just on a humble popped up at our training field that day. And like I said, it's Memorial Day, and um, I told the boys, I'm like, look, I'm about to go get a workout in. If anyone wants to meet me on Monday at noon mm-hmm. to get a workout in, um, play some touch, whatever, so be it. So some boys showed up. So they showed up. We did, like, some running around for, like, an hour or whatever. I'm like, cool, let's go find somewhere to eat. So we're getting ready to leave, and he just happens to be pulling up as we're walking out the gate. Oh, wow. Like, two minutes later, he'd have <laughs> just seen our backs. Like, you know what I mean? Um... And he pulls up, he introduces himself to us. We talk, blah, 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 I get on my card. He said he wants to do a documentary. 
Okay. I'm like, I'm cool, give my card. That's what it is. People come up and say stuff to you all the time. You, right. It's it's just kind of like, all right, a service, you, whatever. You, you be, um, you know, gracious and nice, and you keep it pushing, right? <laughs> right. So he reached back out. I'm um, still looking at this, that, and th- I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, he's making donations to the club, so I'm definitely keeping them close anyway because a donor is a donor. You know what I mean? Back, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be honest with you, you know, a donor is a donor, so I'm entertaining him in that regard. Um, <laughs> but then he's like, I want to meet. I got something to show all y'all. So he comes. He has like a, uh, a screen treatment, whatever it's called, type thing, and he walks us through it. And he said it's going to be a motion picture now. It's not going to be a documentary anymore. And this is the the way we want to do the movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we suggested some changes. He listened to us. Something changed. Something didn't. That's just the way it is. Um, and that's so, you know, he said, we got the financing. We got the this. I'm looking, at these, I'm looking at these actresses. I'm looking at these people. It's going down. I'm like, oh, word? Like, Okay. <laughs> Like, you know, granted, it's like four years later. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, All right. But he's always in contact. He's always in contact. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, good job. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, <laughs> coming out, thanks for supporting. I mean, I'll be honest with you. He knows this. I'll be honest with you. He knows it was a long process. Right. And I'm sure it was longer for him because he was the one doing it every day. You know what I mean? Um, but then he's like, we start filming. Is this, that, and the third. And I'm like, oh, man, it's, it's really happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and And I was like. You know, what can we do to help? It was like, we got to get rugby people right. involved. So I'm like, all right, bet. Uh, we hold, like, a practice. They mm-hmm. reach out. They put, like, a, a thing out for casting call and all that type of stuff. We had, like, a practice. Um, I'm going to, like, college tournaments, giving out information, trying to get all these people to move. I know a lot of coaches. I know a lot of people in the area. Like I said, I played football. I played, you know, played rugby in the area for – 19 so years or whatever. Like, right. You know what I mean? So it was like, I know plenty of people. <laughs> you um, have a tendency to get that network together after, after that amount of time. <laughs> so, you know, people, they're coming out. My teammates, people I played against, they're all coming out. And I'm like, cool. I'm running them through drills or whatever. They want to see how they look. They want to see how they look on film, those type of things. I'm running drills. And every time they ask me, who do I like? I'm like, all these guys that I know I like. <laughs> no biases whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, if you ever get an opportunity in your life that you can put somebody down, you got to put them on. You know Facts. what I mean? Like, it's, it's what it is. So I'm pointing out people I know, people, <laughs> my teammates, people. I might have played against you once. I know you. Yeah, that guy's good. <laughs> Let's get that. So if you look at the movie, all the teams and stuff, it's literally like a, it, it's, it's a one degree of separation. Like, <laughs> type thing. You, I'm going to play it against you at some point or you play with me. Um, but the one thing is... Um, the nomads themselves that are actually involved in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the movie or not. Oh, I if did. You, you have? Yeah, I, I saw. I saw uh, the the re- whenever it came, it finally hit on Amazon, and I saw right. the one person I know, Jonathan Hines, was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Hines, a teammate of mine, he was one of the um, uh, he's one of the uh, the nomads in the movie. Um, another young man, Sergio. Uh, a Spanish kid that's one of the nomads. Mm-hmm. He's actually an original nomad as well. Nice. And another kid, Ryan, who always has like a scully on his head um, and a little facial hair, he's an original nomad as well. Nice. And then one of the kids um, that's with Ray, with Ray Cron, one of the bad guys, the kid that's always smoking a black and mild, a tall skinny yeah. kid, 
he's also a nomad as well. Dude, he's a good actor. I, I'm going to give him props. Like, yeah, he played that well. And I was like, all and right. The, and the funniest thing about him is the nicest, silliest usually how it person <laughs> in the world. And I'm like, look at little, we call him little baby Todd because he's that type of personality, right? Like, he just like, you just want to give him a noogie or something. Like, he's just like a little kid. I'm like, look at this kid. He's like a, a bad guy. Like, you know what I mean? It was so hilarious to us. Like, we're watching the movie. We're laughing because he's a bad guy. And he's playing a bad guy very well. He's very menacing. In right. That, in, um, so that was, that was a blessing in itself that we were able to incorporate some of the kids into the movie. And we was able to get a lot of people that are rugby players in the Philadelphia area. A lot of people that have actually supported the Nomads mm-hmm. were able to be part of the process as well. Dude. Um, the practice field that they practice at, that's our actual practice field. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the dirt the dirt patches you see in the middle, that was not really? for dramatic effect. That is what we rock out on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so it's it was interesting. It was interesting to see like the whole Hollywood twist on it all, to yeah. be like the production tent, seeing what's going on. You show up to, to the practice and people are all like, Oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. This and like I said, I'm I'm a very confident, very boisterous person, but I'm also like kind of like shy. Mm-hmm. And it was just really like, all right, everyone has to stop coming up to me. Like I'm <laughs> not, I, I'm I'm just JB. I'm not this guy. Guys think I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, you need to recognize your celebrity, Jay. You need to recognize yeah, your celebrity. <laughs> one of my coaches is like, man, you got to go with it and just accept it all. He. He told me that a long time ago, and I just always got to remind myself, like, just accept it. Like, these people mm-hmm. see something that you guys did, and they see what they feel is greatness in it, and you just got to let them acknowledge it and just accept it. So I've gotten better at that. Um, but it's weird, though, when you got all these people coming up to you, stopping what they're doing, putting they're down, and just wanting to like, come shake your hand. Like, I'm like, all right, I'll <laughs> go with it. And then, you know. She could something wasn't a bad person to get a hug from either. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I was gonna say, look, look, I was gonna ask, like, what, what was it, what was it like getting, getting, getting to meet Tika? I'm not gonna lie, like, she was, she's been on my crush list for many, many years, and so uh, she's very, you know, very beautiful woman, <laughs> um, very nice, very nice to talk to. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So I'm talking. I see her like mimicking me as I'm talking to like the people because I'm very like hands. That's what I'm trying to like hold my hands right here because I want to see like the whole. Let it be free, Jay. Doing this, yeah. But then so like she she's like beside me doing this. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm just trying to get the JB down, you know. And <laughs> and yeah, it was um it was nice. Everybody was nice. Everybody was cool. Yeah. Um, it it came out it was, it was a very entertaining movie. It, it's great to see um the way they. I mean, this. I mean, as with anything, there's some Hollywood to it. Um, I was gonna say, but- what what was the story like for you guys? Because I remember when I watched it, and obviously, I I knew about you, and so when I watched it, I was like, Yo, isn't isn't, isn't, <laughs> JB, isn't James supposed to be in this in some way, shape, or form? I was like, Okay, maybe we're just using Tika as that placement, and then like the story they had built around her character as this like rugby player who who had all this potential but ended up becoming a, a teacher ultimately. I was like, wait, how is nobody in USA Rugby ever talked to I literally put this on Twitter. So it's <laughs> like, I was like, how has nobody heard about this person? I was so like, like when, um, when our original article came out, the one yeah. um, 2014, 
USA Rugby and everybody, they were blasting it everywhere. Like, I was getting reached out from a lot of people, like, oh, I saw this thing on USA Rugby, yeah. all this, how could I donate, how could I do those type of things? I'm like, dang, we got to put, like, a real sponsorship package together now. Like, we had to get, like, our – it gave us a kick in the butt. Like, we got to get a little bit of professionalism along this thing right now. <laughs> that, that, and then, like, the movie did the same thing, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, we already had things in place at that point. Um, It's like with anything, though, man. Like, you know, it's – it's um. There's so many organizations coming up now, like a recent of late, they're doing a lot of great things for kids that right. I don't want to say we got forgotten about because that's like negative, but it's like it's kind there's of, so much more going on that you don't even have to focus on us anymore because there's so much more great things going on. It's and that's like out a, of mind. Yeah, and that's that's like a positive thing in that too. Like there's a lot of great organizations, um, like the, the Hyde rugby thing and uh, the thing they're doing down in Memphis, I've been looking a lot into. Um, like you said, um, Grant started up a couple years ago. Right. Um, and so there's a lot of things like that that um, are starting to, to realize that this is a talent pool that needs to be tapped, it needs to be reached, it needs to be nurtured and brought up. You know, right. they're doing stuff, I think it's play rugby or something in New York. Right. Um, those type of things. So there's a lot of things going on now, and it's great. And, you know, kind of want to feel like the publicity and the things that we have gotten, I kind of help spurn that, and that's a good feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I it, 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 was, it was something that, like, because I, I, from 2014, I don't know how I missed the article, but I, I, I didn't see it. And then whenever it was the movie, I – it was it was such a welcomed uh component to me because one it was something that i considered as a unique look i think it reminded me of what um uh stuart crone out of uh los angeles with icef had been doing with his documentaries uh he he'd been making these documentaries of their trips going overseas and had put one called uh red red white and blue or all something to that effect uh and that one had been on netflix so and i talked with Stuart about this too so his stuff was unique in and of itself and then whenever you guys presented yours and it came as a feature film and i don't think we'd seen anything like that since forever strong with the highlanders who are kind of now i'm not gonna lie seem out of sight out of mind but i was like i'm so happy that we're getting this next perspective of of this feature film of rugby especially when it comes to an american rugby story because like you said there's so many there's so many stories there's such a well that needs to be tapped into that's not just an athletic well but it is an experiential and a cultural well that opens up and when you get this movie it's like okay we're we're starting to starting to bring that out because it makes it no longer saying this is just this out of the norm situation. It's like, oh, there's a commonality that we can find between them. And it happens to be utilizing this uh, medium known as rugby, this tool of rugby. And now we're getting to tell this rugby story that, you know, you and I get to experience whenever we're playing. But most people, until they actually see a rugby person, don't even know what's happening with it. And then they're just like, oh, snap, wait, there's rugby? And then, of course, you guys had it on Amazon. And, like, that, that's an amazing platform to be able to just build credibility against. Right. Know? Right. So, I was going to say, so, yeah, so you were saying? Go ahead. I'm cool. Go ahead. No, no. All I was going to say was that um, 
So, like, the, to be able to see that you guys had that, it made it recognizable. And it was perfect timing for me because, obviously, you know, I'm with this HBC Rugby Classic. It was like, yo, I want to get more of these schools, particularly schools with, with predominantly black uh, players, mainly because it's like, hey, you're not alone in this. Like, there are others that are out here, and it builds that network, essentially. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's – it's it's great, like I said, it's great that through um, social media and those type of things like that, people have become more savvy with it. They're understanding it more. Um, that you you're starting to see more and more programs. You're starting to learn more about more and more programs, um, and that's a good thing. It's going to get better. It's going to get bigger. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like that we're not the only game because that will still be like disheartening because it needs you know what i mean we need more you need more right. you still need more you know what i'm saying you still need more and like i see you got the, the root shirt on oh, yeah. and when i'm telling you i had a conversation about doing something like that root <laughs> thing in like 2006 like seven like all those times when we go play washington rugby and washington rugby just always had a, a, a bunch of brothers on their team yeah always and we'll always talk about we just gotta get a black side together and just and just go and just win everything. We will have these conversations all the time, but nothing will come for it. And then, like, you know, 10 years later, I see this Roots Rugby thing. I said, man, they owe me a check or something because we had these conversations before. You know what I mean? But they were just able to make it happen. You know what's funny? I, I talk, So I talked to this guy. His name is Ram Eddings. And uh, he actually had put together what I think is actually the first predominantly black rug, touring rugby squad. It was called the Grey Wolves. And when I was talking to him about it, he was literally, it was almost like you could just move. He started this in the late 80s and moved it all the way. It's still, I guess, in existence, but he, it's kind of ramped itself down probably the last five to 10 years or so. And I, I was telling him about this because I was like, man, uh, with Roots, it was almost like it created that next connection of bringing it. But the obstacles that he faced then, which was, you know, they had intended, like, if they're going to go play in a tournament, they wanted to implement, like, some rugby within the community and be able to show and, and put, plant some roots there. No pun intended. Plant some roots there as well. And it was just like he, he was telling some of the same obstacles that they, we were having even to this day. But I think the difference is now there's a much wider range of communication that goes around. So with comes with, like you said, social media and the savvy that comes along with it, let you know, Hey, you know, I can connect with these guys. I can connect with, you know, ISF in LA. I can connect with MICR in Memphis, you know, Boynton beach down in Florida. Like it becomes much bigger than just, Oh man, we have to physically appear in this location or a news entity has to do it. So the combination has been, remarkable and I, I think it sets everything up to be able to properly expand it so that programs like yours become even more uh more exposed and more looked at because they're a bridge they're a bridge between the community and the opportunities that rugby provides outside again of just the athletic right, right. and it's just the more like you said, the more you interact with the more you interact with other people your network grows and your opportunities will grow you you're sitting having a conversation with someone about what you do, and they're like, "Look, I know a guy looking for that." Like, you know, and, and and that's just just being exposed to more people. You open up your 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 world a little bit more, and it's only, it's only beneficial. 
right. only beneficial. No. But Roots, y'all still owe me something, a, a singlet or something. I'm just letting y'all know. You know what I'm saying? No. Yo, you hear that, Kyle? You hear that, Tiana? All right, need to throw it over. <laughs> I'm just saying I had this, had this idea like 13 years ago, sitting at the drink up. We had this conversation. Oh, man. It's, it's I, the last thing I love. Actually, one of my kids um, went to London with them mm -hmm. and played on um, this kid, Keon McLeod. Um, he's one of our nomad kids. He he went and played with them, and, and he enjoyed it a lot. So it's it's it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing what they're doing. I'm, I'm proud of it. No, it's, it's, it, it, is, it is a remarkable program that I – was the best way of putting it? It will have a deep set into the growth of rugby, without a doubt, because I think there's always been – you need to be able to create a, a connection between culture and rugby. And I think whenever you're – especially whenever it's creating that American style – uh, and this is where all this really all comes in. Uh, you know, I think sometimes right now we kind of are, you know, overseas light. You know, it's kind of like we, we, we take the bits and pieces that have been successful from these other programs around the world. And then we're kind of bringing them together. And this is what we create as American rugby. But as we get more and more savvy into this rugby and it's become more uh, focused on it, I think within the culture itself, it starts to feed into establishing the identity and that actually means American rugby and really taking from all the pieces. So from what they do, what you do, what these guys do out, Shane and all everybody, it, it, it feeds into establishing the identity. And then, of course, everybody who puts these high school programs together feeds into that identity more and more. And you actually start to see the revelation of what would be identifiably American rugby, how it plays on and off the field, and then obviously how it sinks in with the rest of the the world rugby. My far has got to, you know, put our flag down and 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 make ourselves be known. And I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it, dude. I love it. So, last kind of questions um, with the nomads now, you guys. You guys got the movie out. You guys, I see it constantly still being pushed on, the Insta on Instagram. And, you know, we, we try and push it ourselves. Like, what's the next moves? What's, what's next for the Nomads and, and for yourself? In regards to what? Uh, just in general, like? In general, uh, on, yeah. In general, in general. And on field, off field. Um, on field, I was, I was looking forward to this season. We really only had three returning players. Mm-hmm. And about 15 extremely eager players. And I was really looking forward to see, like, what could this group of kids that never played rugby before, because you see them at practice, mm -hmm. and you can see the natural things they could do, but, like, man, let's see them do that in a game. And then, right. the, you know, everything shut down the Friday before our first game, you know, and, wow. and just been where it is. Um, so you try to stay in communication with them. You try to send them workouts. You try to do, like, wellness checks and things like that. Um, just to make sure everybody's still good. Um, so just looking forward to, I mean, rugby here is in the spring. So hopefully by the time that comes around, everything will be figured out with the way everything's going to work. Right. Um, still trying to get something for the young ladies, some sevens or something. I'm always trying, always end up with like three, three or so young ladies that want to play, they want to be around. We let them practice with them, let them hang out. They're kind of like the team managers sometimes. But it's like, 
I want to try to find something for them. Um, it's just always just getting enough numbers for that. You know what I mean? Um, another thing, just possibly to be like another documentary type piece that might come out. Um, you know, knock on wood, everything works out right with that, um, that we've been in communications with. Um, just give like a more aspect into, aspect into like the, the kids and, and their lives and what we do on a daily basis and things like that. Um, and just trying to be better, just trying to do this better every day. You know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to have, trying to have a, a touch more with more lives, you know? Dude. I love that. And, and I, I expect it even whenever it comes with the women's side, I know the challenge that can be there, but it would seem, you know, you, there's clearly something about you that is supposed to be leading towards this way. So I have a feeling there's going to be a random connection that's going to just blow up the situation and just <laughs> get, send you guys in what you need. Those are going to jump off a van, a van full of girls right. running around rugby, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, man, we're just we're struggling. We're just trying to maintain our focus and our mission, and try to keep it true to what we want to do. Because you, the more known you are, more people want to reach out. More people want to be part of what you're doing and things right. like that. And you got to be cautious with that sometimes because you can't lose what your mission is by trying to be bigger than what you can be. Right. I mean, you know, if I could tell you right now, we got. We got under 11s, we got under 13s, we got under 15s, we got this, that, and all those type of things. That would be like a wonderful thing to say. But at what cost do you develop to that point, you know? So you still got to, like, try to maintain what your mission is and still be looking to to branch out as well. So we got, like, offers from people that want to, like, partner up and work with us. It's just trying to see what's the best fit in that regard as well. No, no, that's that's legit. And that's and that is as true a statement as ever. It's it's so easy to be able to look flashy with the big stuff. But when it comes to the management, like what is it? What is it pulling? Yeah, you could have all these programs, but are you developing anything or are you just having it for show? You know, so I'm, I'm, it's awesome that you again, that that wonderful foresight and awareness that you seem to have uh, allows you to say, hey, look, let's just take this in the bits and pieces that it should be. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that's, that's the growth. That's the growth we got going right now, hopefully, and hopefully be able to make it to the, the HBCU classic. Oh, oh, you, you guys are going to be down there at some point. I'm going to make sure, find a way to get you guys down yeah, there. That's the next truck that's have to pull up and drop something off for us. <laughs> the Brinks truck. <laughs> Yo, Brinks, look, it's okay. Like all the money's insured. Don't worry about it. <laughs> got to pull up for us to make that happen but we're gonna find a way <laughs> no no it it i i believe it and and like i said it, it it's one of the things that uh being able to create something like that and to be like yo let's just try and find a way to get everybody some way shape or form it helps it, it as the saying goes a rising tide lifts all boats like i feel like it's going to be one of those situations where one helps and it affects the other and we're right. able to see these 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 interconnected pieces all come together. So I will not say I can't wait until you guys come. I say uh, I'm just waiting whenever you guys finally get down. I yes, know you sir. guys will already come. I'm just waiting for you guys to finally be able to get down. Yes, sir. We can't. We're looking forward to it. Um, just want to show some love to our Nomad family, uh, Larry, Coach Kate, Coach Murph, everybody. Um, 
they're all part of this. I'm the one who usually gets all the um the conversation piece in regards to it, but they do so much and nothing will happen without them as well. So it's, it's one family. It takes a village, as we like to say. And so we're all in this. I'm just the, the, the charismatic, adorable face of the, of the whole situation. <laughs> oh, that's a thing of beauty, man. Like, it, it, uh, that's so awesome. James, like, where can they find you guys at? Where can they find more information about the we Nomads? Are, um, we have the Facebook group, North Philadelphia Nomads, uh, U19RC. We're on Instagram, uh, North underscore Philadelphia underscore Nomads. Um, we have the Twitter, NPU19. Um, those type of things. You can check out the movie, The Nomads. is on Amazon Prime. You can order DVD for the website, all those type of things. Um, movie posters and all that. Um, Google us. There's a lot of history about the program. There's been a lot of uh, media, print media, and the things that have been put out about us, a lot of our history. Um, read up on us. Read up on us. We got, we got an interesting story. But I know it's not more different than any other program story. We've just been blessed with the opportunity to share ours. And, um, and that's what it is, you know. And read it. Um, if you're feeling frustrated, what you got going, you might feel a little down, think it's not working. Um, read up on it and, and get yourself remotivated or whatever you have to do. Because, I mean, when you're working with kids, like I said, I know it's going to be frustrating. I know it's going to be trying. But um, we're all trying to do the same thing. And that's grow this game and, and, and give our people – a new lane to express themselves. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. My brother, continue to do the great things that you and the rest of uh, the, the, the crew are putting together. It is impactful. It is meaningful. I mean, I know you know this, but I just want you to hear it out loud from somebody else outside. We're seeing it, and, uh, yo, I, I love it, and I, I hope to be able to continue to uh, be able to watch its growth consistently man and thank you thank so you much for being on here yeah thank you for having us and let me tell our story a little bit um keep up what you're doing man exposing everybody to these different things that we have going around around the country um it's it's a voice and a platform that's very appreciated and, and you're filling a void and you're doing a great job doing it mm. thank you thank for you. doing what you're doing keep up the good work dude thank you yo Dude, another great guest. Uh, guys, you definitely can go follow them. I, I would suggest it. It's a great, great team, great cause. And, uh, you know, we, like I said, trying to make sure that they get over here to the HBCU Rugby Classic as well. So uh, it's definitely going to be well worth uh, the listen, well worth checking them out and, and following through. Uh, thank you, James, again, for coming through. Absolutely appreciate it. And, guys, definitely go check out more of these great guests that we've had the pleasure of being able to bring on. You know, last week uh, we had Matthew Provost from Prairie View A&M Rugby. We had Nicholas Walcott of Chicago Griffin's a deep story starting from uh, college D1A athlete to going professional, being a promoter. We had uh, Cheddar Amba of USA Rugby 7s, USA Rugby 15s women. We had Ram Eddings of the Grey Wolves, a great story. Charity Williams out of Canada 7s. Uh, Saifuddin Safir from Morehouse College. 
uh, Blaine Scully, USA Rugby, Angela Elena from the Swiss Rugby team. Yo, we've had so many great people. Chise Belu of Pedal, a company trying to help you get scholarships if you're a high school student going to college or you're a college student in the moment. We had the great Phil Thiel we had, uh, of USA Rugby, Raheem Vital and Mike Toussaint out of Prairie View A&M. We had Naya Tapper out of USA Rugby. We had Dave Rhymes. We had Kyle and Tiana Grammy. Guys, these are great people. Definitely go check out. Listen to what they've been talking about. Find out more about them. Learn and just enjoy. Like I, I really enjoy bringing these because these are stories that some you've heard a little bit, but I feel like a lot have yet to have been expanded on. And to be able to have the honor to be able to bring it your way has been amazing. I can't wait to keep bringing more and more coming, coming back each week. Loving it and loving it and loving it. Um, but most importantly, thank you guys for being a part of this and, and taking a listen. And, of course, please don't forget, check out the documentary, Singapore to Tokyo, any way we can. You guys can find it at rugbyoutletmall.com slash product slash Singapore to Tokyo. The letters T-O, not the number two, Tokyo. And then, of course, definitely check out Rugby Outlet Mall, equipping you for freedom and connection via rugby. 20% off all Gift Time Rugby and HBCU Rugby Classic merch with the coupon code Grow G R E A U X Rugby. And please, if you guys do like this podcast, please leave a review. Please share it with your friends and family. And just know, absolutely, when it comes down to it, yo, I hope you stay happy. I hope you stay healthy. And I hope you know that you are highly favored. I'll see you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>